2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: Let's go there. With Shira and Ryan. Entertainment, music, pop culture,
4: LGBT plus news. Let's go there. Start now. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. This is Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan, where we catch you up on the news of the day pop culture, our crazy lives, and so much more with some fun music in between, right here on Channel Q. Hello, everyone. You know, I felt really bad, Ryan, because uh, you have your boots. Yeah. And uh, Ryan drove himself to work today, and his boot was the foot that's on the gas. You
3: know what my my work wives told me when I texted (laughs) the group, being like I shouldn't have drove? Well, you should have asked us. Why would I ask them, and they know I'm in a boot? I mean, it doesn't mean your mouth
4: can't talk or you can't text. <laughs> or, your f- fingers you know, are broken. like
3: family, you just show up. I thought you just, you gave me a whole speech about how Jewish people love to figure out ways of helping folks in need.
4: Yeah, we let you know. We don't usually just show up. Although some people do, you know. I don't saying. know how much you would like me just showing
3: no up. No one asked. Now I know. Is it my fault because I didn't ask you all to come? Give me your or is address. is it your fault? Because you didn't offer, knowing I was in the boot.
4: I think it's a mixture. I think we all can take responsibility <laughs> for this one. We
3: all, we all kind of messed up. <laughs> we all messed up. Okay.
4: We all admit it. We messed up. Let's uh,
3: oh. do it again tomorrow. <laughs> you know, we don't like to keep you out of our, our insider no. team. Our drama here. So Just we saying. we want to bring you in. I mean, you can let us know. Was it my fault <laughs> that I did not ask Vanessa or, you know, producer Vanessa or Shira to come pick me up? or is it their fault because they should have just been there and just (laughs) been psychic and thought about it let us know at
4: LGT show everywhere I just answered your question (laughs) no I didn't (laughs) there you go I I think I gave a very valid point I would love to be psychic that would be so cool and sometimes I do think I'm psychic and then I question my psychic abilities which makes me feel like I'm not psychic because psychics don't question their psychic
3: yeah and all I'm saying is I just hope when I drive home that you know I'm fine be psychic about that.
4: Should I um, hold you as you go to the bathroom?
3: <laughs> yes, I am just struggle bus syndrome.
4: We need like one of those. Uh, what are those things you you bring people in? What's a little kids? No. Oh. oh yeah, I guess it's a wheelchair. But what do you put your little kids in? Not a stroller.
3: I mean, a wheelchair is the adult uh, version of a stroller. I feel like at the park
4: I see kids uh, being in like, what are those things? Oh my God, why am I having a brain fart?
3: Well, you're clearly not I have
4: coffee, I have a snack. What is wrong with me? Well, let's get Never started enough. with
3: the show. We got a, a ton of good stuff today. We got a lot to dive in. We people. do.
4: Uh, this is something a lot of us is, are probably interested in. How to create a pay program for your rent. Wouldn't that be cool? We're going to tell you how that might be possible at 3.35 p.m. Pacific, 6.35 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and in 15 minutes, is there a gas tr- shortage happening? What you actually need to know.
3: Yeah, cause I don't understand it. I, I don't understand what's happening. It's happening in, in different places across the country right now. We just need to know how it's going to affect us, all of us listening to this program.
4: That is true, it worries me. Prices are going up on everything. I thought we were done with the pandemic once again, and <laughs> it's no. like it's like another hit in the bu- um things down there.
3: You are on it today.
4: Yep. Let's get into some much trending this hour. <laughs> House Republicans (laughs) voted to remove Representative Liz Cheney as GOP conference chair over her opposition to former President Trump and his baseless claims of election fraud. Here's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on Cheney's ousting.
5: It appears that the big lie is no longer on the retreat among Republicans, but instead is spreading like a cancer. Far be it for me to tell House Republicans who should lead them, but it's truly a dangerous, dangerous, sign of our times that the price of admission in today's Republican Party is silence in the face of provable lies.
4: Meanwhile, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said he supports replacing Cheney with New York Representative Elise Stefanik, who has a more moderate voting record but is a Trump supporter. And we're going to be talking more about uh, Cheney and what this all means in 30 minutes. But let's move move on uh, to what's happening in Israel. Just very tragic. The Violence in Gaza could escalate into a full-scale war after Israel carried out heavy airstrikes on Gaza and Palestinian militants fired hundreds of rockets into Israel. Since Monday, at least 53 Palestinians, including 14 children, have been killed. And that's according to Palestinian officials. And at least six Israelis were also killed in the current standoff. And now Israel has been declared a state of emergency. And they've also stopped all flights to Israel from the U.S.
3: Yeah, I want to know more about what everything going on. It's a complicated conversation, but I do think we need to do our duty to find out more about it. And so maybe oh, yeah. we'll be covering it here, you know, on the show soon. We will to talk about more about everything.
4: Definitely, going on. it's not something that we should be ignoring. It's something that all of us should be informed by. And and as we've we've been even looking into this, there's a lot of stories out there, and there's a lot of bias out there. And um, over a hundred years of history. Right on both sides. So we definitely want to cover it properly here so you can expect that very soon on Let's Go There. Uh, But what's happening in entertainment news, Ryan?
3: Thank you for asking uh, um, Ellen. We're talking all things Ellen right now. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres just announced that the upcoming 19th season of her once hit daytime talk show will be her last. Um, It's time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. In a statement to The Hollywood Reporter, DeGeneres said that when you're a creative person, you constantly need to be challenged. And as great as this show is, and as fun as it is, it's just not a challenge anymore. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. It has nothing to do with the ratings tumbling after her summer of scandal last year. That includes allegations of toxic workplace behavior, uh, bullying, harassment. Oh, nothing to do with that. Yeah, girl. We'll go with that. Um, however, though, Ellen has reportedly told the staff about her decision to end the show yesterday. Um, next, she will be sitting down with, her, um, with Oprah. Oh. She's sitting down with Oprah to discuss things in more detail what? on tomorrow's episode... Up, Ellen. That's juicy. Yeah, so this is really intense. This is really interesting. I hate that she just kind of, you know, glossed over everything happening and just was, you know, blamed it on her not feeling challenged enough. Um, But whatever. Yeah.
4: Kudos. I mean, not surprising. You're not going to go into your whole... You know the the Pandora's box as you just make that. Why not?
3: It's as simple of just acknowledging the what you. So what how would you I say mean, it. impacted it? So
4: I have a So I, I mean, so yeah, I would say yeah. If you, maybe I feel like whatever I say wouldn't even make a difference, but uh, I think I would say something like it's been we had many great years and. We've had like, some
3: not so good years. Oh, wow. You're so good at this. You're your I told pom- you I wasn't assist. good at
4: this. <laughs> <laughs> giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> um, and I think it's
3: time to say adios, amigos. See, I wouldn't say that either because that feels playful. Yeah, I, would, I, I would say, that. I would say um, as we wrap this up, because we got to go, I would just say that we, we've made history at times, but uh-huh. we also made a ton of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I have to acknowledge that when, you know, it's the end of a chapter, I need to go back and look at my career so far to figure out the next thing. Or
4: maybe I want a break and who knows
3: what I want to do. No, but she also needs to kind of look at her career and see how these things have played out. Because no one would have told me in a million years that Ellen DeGeneres would have been played out in this way. But uh, let us know what your thoughts are at LGT Show on social media. You know, that's our social. Keep the conversation going. And I am done with the T-Report. I got more coming up next hour, though.
4: Why did I feel like we could have talked about that for like an hour?
3: <laughs> we probably could have. I have so much more to Hilarious. say.
4: is. Well, people are panic buying at the pump as gas stations run out of gas. Do you need to be worried? That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Gas stations in the southeastern United States are facing outages as the colonial pipeline shutdown moves into the sixth day, causing people to panic buy. That's like the the new trend of this era, panic buying. I feel like I never heard about it until last
3: year, of course. Well, there was no reason to find out about it because no one was really panicking <laughs> or anything. Um, I am so interested in this because I know we talked about there was like a cyber attack and there was like a hack happening with the, in the pipes. And I feel like when, the only times I hear about hacks, it's, it's in a kind of cyber way. So I'm still really kind of confused about everything happening at the Colonial Pipeline and how it's affecting gas prices and people across the country. Like what? Should we start preparing to pay, like, 6 $7 on, you know, the dot kind of situation? Like, I'm just unsure.
4: Yeah, because the less of something there is, the prices go up. There's right. It's more of a demand. And this is what's crazy. According to gas Buddy, 65% of all gas stations in North Carolina, 42% in Georgia, Virginia, and South Carolina are without gas. That means you have no gas— And you are basically, you know, um, effed, right? Right. You're in a bad place because you might go around the corner, you might go down the street 30 minutes away and still not find a gas station with gas.
3: So let's bring in our guest, Richard Fowler, who is the person who just we always go to for all these complicated conversations when it comes to politics. What's up, Richard? Thanks for joining us.
1: How are y'all? Happy Wednesday. He's
4: always very optimistic when we cover these really (laughs) stressful stories.
1: Listen, you have to be optimistic, right? You know, that's how life goes.
3: Hey, I feel you. How can you be optimistic when there's a gas <laughs> shortage happening? Come on. What, what does all of this mean when it comes to this colonial pipeline situation? How could it—it's going to really affect people, how we're seeing it affecting people already?
1: Well, I mean, here's, what here's the good news. The good news is in a press conference today, um, the White House signaled that there will be, you know, some, some movement on this in the next 24 hours. In the meantime— you know, there is a bit of a gas surge. I have to wait, you know, five or 10 minutes to get some gas today. Um, you know, what we're hearing from the White House and from um, from Translation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is that folks should not, you know, rush to the gas station and hoard more and more and more gas. Um, but that's what folks are going to do. Folks are going to do what they got to do. Um, but you know, this is a situation where we've really got to ensure that our infrastructure in this country is cyber safe. And this is just another example of it.
3: So is this a Buttigieg situation? Like, is he on it right now trying to handle everything yes, going it's good. on? It's,
1: it's, a, it's, a, it's a team of folks. So it's, a Homeland, Security, it's Homeland Security, um, the, the, the Department of Homeland Security, the Transportation Department, the State Department, because there is some sense that the folks who are in charge of this ransomware um, are, are connected to. They're not connected to the Russian government, but they're located in Russia. Uh, and, and there's some other departments working under Central Intelligence, etc. Uh, and the, the pipeline that they the pipeline that they're sort of that they've taken a hold of, or that they've hacked into, is uh, one of the main pipelines that sort of supplies oil to much of the southeastern part of the United States, including Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland, all the way up the eastern seaboard.
4: Should we be worried about this as like a form of terrorism in a way? You know, when you start taking a certain resources that people need to live away from them, uh, then that's dangerous.
1: Oh, it most definitely is dangerous, which is why I think now more than ever, we should be having a conversation about how we ensure that we keep much of our infrastructure, these are what we call what they like to call the intelligence community soft. These are soft targets, right? They're not necessarily the White House or the Capitol or the Pentagon or harder targets or military bases. These are soft targets. Nobody expects you to go after a pipeline, but this pipeline has sort of plunged a lot of the eastern seaboard into chaos with gas prices, sort of, jumping to above $3. We haven't seen this in almost eight years with people waiting in long lines. In some places, there are fights around, you know, who's going to get the gas, you know, the whole bunch of stuff going on.
3: I mean, let me yeah. tell you this right now. If it, if it starts <laughs> to happen here and gas starts to be like 5 $6, I'm just not coming to work. This is an announcement to my boss and to everyone. Not, I mean, that's real. How are I'm people supposed driving. to do
4: this? if they're You know, uh, already uh, wages and salaries are low. People can barely keep up with their current... Um, spends, right? And then if you increase these things, like what happens? This is like a major breakdown, I feel.
1: Uh, yes, this is a major breakdown. Um, and you know, the White House is the White House is actively working on this. You know, the fact that the president today did signal that there will be some positive news on this in the next 24 hour is a step in the right direction. Uh, and we'll have to wait to see what happens next.
4: All right. Well, that was Fox News contributor Richard Fowler. Thanks for being on again.
1: It's good to be with you both.
4: Coming up, more on Cheney being booted from Republican leadership. And what happens next? Where she's going? Let's
6: go there with Shira
4: and Ryan. Channel Q. After being removed from GOP leadership today, Representative Liz Cheney had uh, this to say to reporters.
7: Uh, I uh, will do uh, everything I can to ensure Uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. We have seen the danger uh, that he continues to provoke with his language. Uh, We have seen his lack of commitment and dedication to the Constitution. Uh, And I think it's very important that we make sure whomever we elect is somebody who will be faithful to the Constitution.
4: Nicholas Wu joins us right now covering Congress for Politico. Thanks for being here.
5: Thanks so much for having me.
4: So this wasn't surprising when this happened today. We've been hearing about this uh, for a bit, but what's the significance of this moment?
5: Well, you know, like you mentioned, this is something that had been bubbling uh, beneath the surface within the Republican caucus for quite some time. I mean, they already tried to remove Congresswoman Cheney from leadership once and failed. Uh, What made it different this time, though, is that, I mean, in the intervening months, Uh, While other Republicans who had voted to impeach the president or had otherwise uh, been critical of Trump uh, mostly stayed silent about that, uh, Congresswoman Cheney not only um, spoke about it when asked by reporters, but would also uh, even went so far as to say that this could be something that she would stand behind and and continue to um, uh, oppose uh, former President Trump.
3: Yeah, and it's really interesting. The New York Times reported more than 100 Republicans, including some former elected officials, are preparing to release a letter this week threatening to form a third party if the Republican Party does not make certain changes. Do you know any more details about that? Because it does seem like there's a large rift happening in within the Republican Party, and it, it feels like the GOP may be kind of split in half.
5: Yeah, I mean, this is something that's definitely... Uh causing risks within the party, although I'm not quite sure if it's going to lead to the formation of another party. I mean, Congresswoman Cheney has made it very clear uh, that she's still a Republican, or believes that she's still a Republican, and has zero intention of becoming a Democrat. Um, and, and same with, uh, you know, some other uh, anti-Trump Republicans um, that actually, that are ser- currently serving in Congress. Um, but, you know, as, as to that uh, the letter, I mean, I I don't believe there are any current officials, currently elected officials that signed it. So it makes it a little tricky um, to try and split off something else.
4: Yeah. I I mean, it brings up a lot of questions. And what is she going to do now? She obviously still wants to defend the future of the Republican Party. But how does she do that?
5: Right. I mean, like she said in that clip you just played, she's making it very clear she's not going anywhere. And she stands behind everything she said. And... Now, moving forward, it's not quite clear exactly what her next step will be. I mean, you know, Liz Cheney was someone who was once talked about as uh, someone who could be you know, the first Republican female Speaker of the House. It, you know, that that pathway seems to have closed off, but who knows? She's always been someone who's been talked about um, as a candidate for higher office, uh, be it the the Senate or you know even a run at the presidency. And and it's very clear that she's trying to um, be a leader among the faction of the Republican Party that. Uh, not only disavows former President Trump, but also disavows um, what they're calling the big lie that the election last year was stolen.
3: Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what is the GOP actually doing besides creating drama? Like, it doesn't feel like they have any policies that they're working on, Or, I mean, besides, you know, voter suppression. <laughs> but it just feels like what are they actually doing, and is this really going to hurt, you know, when it comes to voters even continue to revote, uh you know, vote Republican.
5: Um, th- this is something that uh, I've, I've talked to some Democrats about. And uh, the whole Cheney drama is really something that a lot of Democrats see as a bit of a gift in some ways. I mean, even as they say that uh, this is a uh, Democrats will say that this is a sad moment for the country and um, that they would prefer that the Republican Party um, uh, you know, not be driven by these kinds of divisions you know for for Democrats who uh who had been able to run against Trump as uh you know this kind of figure behind it all and, and as he was kind of going into the um and you know, he was kind of riding into the sunset here without Twitter or Facebook or anything uh this really brings him back to the fore so you know in, in minutes after um Cheney Cheney was ousted from leadership i mean you know I saw some of the first democratic fundraising emails uh saying that you know terrible things were going on the republican party and you know president trump and everything could come back next year unless you know you gave five dollars or or whatever
4: (laughs) all right so using it for marketing i mean whatever works at this point i guess
3: (laughs) politicians are going to be politicians at the end of the day exactly (laughs) well uh
4: thank you so much for being here today that was nicholas wu covering congress for politico
3: Thank you so much for having me on.
4: Coming up, TikTok wants to replace LinkedIn. We'll tell you how
3: next. Everything is replacing LinkedIn. (laughs) Who uses that?
4: Let's
6: go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q.
3: TikTok wants to help you
4: get a job. I mean, that sounds good, right?
3: TikTok should sponsor us and pay us for how much damn coverage. That's
4: true. We give them so much free coverage. It's not
3: fair. It's your fault. You love these damn TikTok stories. Well, here's the
4: thing. I'm I'm not surprised that people get jobs from TikTok because it's not just, you know, dumb videos. There are people that show their skills. There are people that show that they're great at social media and marketing and they're getting big jobs to oversee other people's TikToks. But this is a bit different what TikTok is offering and testing out. So this is a new tool for brands to recruit employees on the app. So they want to be like another job searching platform which is really interesting because right now people use, I don't know, what oh, people use LinkedIn. What other places do people use for jobs? I mean Craigslist people don't use anymore, right? Zoom, recru- Zoom rec- What? The of Vanessa was saying something. Zoom but- recruiter, Glassdoor, LinkedIn. Okay. There you go. Well, I already said LinkedIn. Uh, instead of submitting a resume though, users would create a TikTok video. So what do you think? Is Are TikTok videos going to be the new resume? <sighs>
3: Um, I mean, the way that these kids are literally, you know, filming, editing and recording movies on their phone and putting them on TikTok, the competition is out the water. Depending on what they're looking for, I'm like, what would people be looking for on TikTok that you could apply to?
4: What do you mean? Like if, or, well, obviously marketing jobs, right? But I think that right.
3: That's why I'm like, if so it's you not just put like your fi- a regular job, this is
4: no. But I think that's that accessible. if you're a, I don't know, maybe you want to be a babysitter, <laughs> or I don't know. I'm trying to think, uh, a lawyer? No, lawyer, you have
3: you gotta go to school.
4: Yeah, so you say, but you might have <laughs> uh, you might or or okay, a waiter, okay. Okay. a waiter. Okay, although you usually meet go there in person, but maybe you submit through TikTok and you have video of you saying, "Hey, it's Shira. I've never waited, but I would be a <laughs> semi-good waiter." And then they go, "Wow, this is kind of good on camera." She kind of stumbles on her words. Uh, hopefully, she I speaks knows would speak English.
3: Never hire anyone. <laughs> Off of just take like off of something like that. Like, now, if it is a it's a marketing thing or if you're looking for like an influencer for something, like that makes more sense. Before a regular job, a waiter job, like, why am I going on TikTok to look for someone who can wait? What are they showing me? Like, how much stuff they could hold in their hands?
4: How many things they could put in their mouth?
3: Uh, well, that's a different <laughs> type you, of audition. What are you applying for? I just, yeah, I just don't get that. And I don't, I mean, LinkedIn is cool, but. But it goes LinkedIn back is to, also for, like, I don't know. Older people? Yeah, I, you know. Although, people get triggered when I say old.
4: <laughs> I get triggered, you know. I just called it old. But I'm there, and I'm old, so I'm allowed to say it. Just like I'm allowed to make fun of Jews because I'm a Jew. So anyway. That, uh, is that how that goes? Yeah, or I'm allowed to make fun of my family because it's my family. Okay, yeah. So what I was saying is that uh, it, it's more about, is it okay to have video as a resume, or does that cut it? Cut off opportunities from people because there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable being on video. When you're applying for a job, like, doesn't mean you need to be good at video. It's most
3: definitely not accessible for everyone because TikTok is. It's difficult learning how to even create a profile on TikTok.
4: It's short-form video resumes from young people who are looking for careers in the middle of a competitive job market.
3: See, that's for. This is designed for young people. This is not designed for you know the the over something's crowd. I'm not gonna Although TikTok
4: is it. becoming more of a place for the over-somethings crowd.
3: Yeah, it is, but it, it's it's not like they are going to be on there. The over-somethings probably already have a job. It's the younger people who are needing jobs. I, mean, I think everyone need needs jobs. a job. Yeah.
4: What's crazy is a lot of people need jobs, and yet restaurants and other places are having a hard time filling those jobs.
3: It's true. And even
4: as we saw Uber and Lyft. So anyway, would you apply for a job using tiktok is this the future of job recruit uh, recruiting let us know at lgt shows where you can find us on social media but coming up bachelor star colton underwood just revealed something shocking about his recent coming out and the real reason why he did it that's next on what's trending this hour let's go there with shira and ryan channel q coming up on the show how you could possibly use a pay program to pay for your rent Healthcare and more in the future.
3: You know, these pay programs are after pay, Klarna, all those things where you, and you're and you even seeing it in airports. Like I know Southwest is offering, you can book your trip and pay on it during, you know, time, like over time. It feels like it, it's it's really happening um, from a product of the pandemic. And so I'm interested in seeing how this is going to impact other things and in other yeah, well, industries. If we're
4: started in retail or even like you buy furniture, you do a pay program so who does
3: are you gonna you tell my it? business
4: I've done it with my I had it this is so crazy I'll tell telling my business no, no, no wait <laughs> I did I got one of those back pillows for my bed uh-uh. it's like a back pillow I did a pay program wait I, you, like, like, <laughs> right?
3: you literally can do it like on like a buying a, like a Coca-Cola or something you can pay like 50 cents <laughs> per, out of four payments and it's like yeah I mean I know so many people are doing it because it just feels easier that way yeah, right so and it, I'll do it for clothes and all these things oh totally But I had, if you could do it for rent. The thing is, it
4: makes you feel like you're not spending a lot, but then you do a bunch of those. You're spending the same
3: amount. (laughs) I mean, you're paying for it. You're literally paying for it. But, I mean, we're going to talk about it. It's really interesting.
4: Yeah, that's in 30 minutes. Plus, uh, The Bachelor's Colton Underwood revealed the real reason why he just came out. That's in the tea in a moment.
3: In the tea report.
4: Yes. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Amid gasoline panic buying, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg had a message for Americans.
5: I will say that this is a time to be sensible and to be safe. Of course, we understand the concern uh, in the areas where people are encountering temporary supply disruptions, Um, but uh, hoarding does not make things better, and uh, under no circumstances should gasoline ever be put into anything but uh, a vehicle directly or an approved container. And that, of course, uh, remains true no matter what uh, else is going on.
4: Yeah, so supposedly people are using plastic bags and filling them with gas.
3: At least they're not, like, siphoning them with their mouths. You know how people siphon gasoline? It's so uh, gross. In your mouth? Yes, because you have to put the hose into the, t- uh, the like the tank and then you got to, like, ingest it and then, like, spit it out into the that thing. That can't be healthy. Well, duh, it's gasoline. Yeah, don't do
4: that. <laughs> Speaking of unhealthy, Chick-fil-A says that industry-wide supply chain issues affecting every aspect of the economy have resulted in a shortage of select items.
3: Now we're talking about that homophobic company.
4: Including sauces. So this is, you know, this is interesting because Heinz and the ketchups, like the little packets, we, they ran out of those. There was a shortage of the ketchup packets. and Now even other sauces are being impacted. What is going on? Well, we look back at this time like it started with the pandemic, then it was the gas then it was our catch up. It all went downhill from there. Speaking of downhill, California gubernatorial candidate Caitlyn Jenner may have lied yesterday. And you talked about this in the T Report, Ryan, when she said that she didn't even vote in the 2020 elections because she was too busy golfing that day. Or in general, well, records from L.A. County, where her Malibu home is located, show that she actually did cast a ballot last year. Now her campaign is not responding to this new revelation. So, did she vote? Did she not vote? I guess we'll never Plot really choices,
3: know. I, I mean, we'll probably never know who she voted for. But what if she voted for Joe Biden? This is all a ploy. I think... To be quite honest, I really didn't, because it was an episode of the Kardashians, of Keeping Up, Mm -hmm. where Caitlyn wanted to set up a meeting with uh, Chris, right? And they made a whole thing where Caitlyn was trying to figure out, she wanted work advice, career advice on what she should do next. Chris told her to start a YouTube page, but Caitlyn decided to run for government. I don't, I don't know if Kalyn has all that money that we think she, I think she's grasping for straws and needs paychecks. Cause it's not like the checks are coming in for her. She's not getting Kardashian checks, and uh, she may think no. this is the best way to amplify her her career and just take those right. donations and run. I
4: mean. <laughs> that was what's trending this hour, what's I'm happening convinced. in entertainment news, Ryan.
3: I'm convinced about it. All right, let's talk about someone else. Colton Underwood. There's a shocking update on Colton Underwood as he covers Variety Magazine. It's time for the T Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. Colton Underwood claims that he didn't come out of the closet willingly, but was forced due to blackmail. Um, he said that last year, uh, an, an anonymous creep claimed to have secretly taken nude photographs of him at a L.A. gay spa and threatened to out him, which prompted his decision to publicly reveal his orientation last month. Uh, he said the the first person he told was his publicist because, I quote, I knew that out of anybody in my world, my publicist wasn't going to ruin me, uh, end quote. Uh, he is obviously filming his new Netflix reality show and received um, a small, uh, basically it's showing how he received a, a small town con- uh, conservative and re- religious upbringing and hopes that he can change how gay people are perceived he said my dad is proud to say that he is a conservative Republican and he is also proud to say I have a gay son um he continued on saying I think it's important for America to hear that and see that right now the media makes it uh, seem like there is no middle ground so Mm -hmm. he was blackmailed that sucks yeah, it does suck. It really does suck that he couldn't visit, you know, I don't know. But then know. at the same
4: time, you're a really known person and you're at a gay spa. Like, what, you don't think anyone's going to see you and talk?
3: Well, you would think that there would be someone who had class um, and wouldn't be, like, trying to out someone, especially if they're at of a gay course. bar. Like, it's just our gay spa. Like, that just feels kind of gross. And maybe he was at a sex thing. Who knows? Hey, it's none of my business. At the end of the day, I think the real conversation is, is you know, this kind of storytelling of him coming from a small town conservative area and Having religious upbring, like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if we need to see it from him, but apparently he cares about marginalized groups and making <laughs> sure that they get yes. the shining together.
4: And here's the thing: I wonder if he felt the need to say all this because of everyone's backlash around his. That's announcement. the only reason
3: why he's talking about this. That's yeah. the only reason why, because they have to get ahead of the story. They have to get people to understand where he's coming from. And yeah, they screwed up
4: And why wouldn't he have just done that? His public is obviously his his not that good. Up, yeah. Because why don't you just be honest and real from the beginning? That's the point.
3: Yeah, um, let us know what you think about Colin Underwood. Are you excited to watch his Netflix show? Are you shocked by these blackmailed rumors? Uh, let us know at the T, not the T Report, at LGT Show. And I got more T Report coming up next hour. Uh, is
4: he going to host like a Queer Bachelor? That's the big question. No
3: one wants that.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, coming up with NBC announcing it's not airing the Golden Globe Awards anymore, is this the beginning of the end of award shows? We discuss that next. Let's
6: go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q.
4: BC announced that it won't be airing the 2022 Golden Globes after controversy surrounding the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the nonprofit that runs it. But, you know, with the ratings for major award shows being down for years, especially during the pandemic, are award shows going to disappear from our airwaves very soon? Joining us right now is Washington Post pop culture columnist Alyssa Rosenberg. Thanks for being here.
8: Thanks for having me. Uh,
4: so, uh, can you give us uh, some context as to what the Hollywood Foreign Press Association did, and hasn't this been going on for years? Why would NBC call it out now?
8: It's almost a question of what the Hollywood Foreign Press Association didn't do.
4: Right.
8: Um, <laughs> As early as 1958, um, the organization has been accused of sort of fixing its votes and taking bribes. Um, There is this sense that, I mean, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has always had sort of a reputation for having weird taste, Uh, whether it's nominating Emily in Paris, a sort of negligible Netflix show for a major award, or naming Pia Zadora best. New performer in the 1980s, there has always been this sense that the members are like maybe kind of on the take and can be swayed by lavish studio junkets. But they have a lot of other problems too. Um, in 2018, uh, the actor Brendan Frazier accused a former president of the association of sexually assaulting him. Um, that guy, who until this year was a member, went on to call uh, Black Lives Matter a racist hate organization. The Los Angeles Times reported earlier this year that the association, which it consists of, um, I think it's 90 journalists from countries not including the U.S., didn't have a single black member, which at a moment of you know, racial reckoning in the entertainment industry caused a lot of waves. Um, and the HFPA had known that they were in sort of more perilous straits than they have been in before, even though there have been times when they were kicked off the air because of sort of doubts about their ethics and quality, and they had, you know, they had issued this sort of vague reform plan. They would hired Judy Smith, who's the crisis fixer, who inspired Olivia Pope on Scandal, to come in and kind of help them implement it. Uh, she got so disgusted with them that she quit. Um, and NBC clearly looked at the terrible ratings for award shows this year, looked at the scandals involving the HFPA, and said, "Hey, let's, you know, let's take a pause and." Theoretically, it's to give the HFPA time to get its act in order, although the idea that it ever had an act to get in order is sort of (laughs) ridiculous. Um, But really, what I think NBC is doing is using 2022 to look at what happens with the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, and to see if the ratings for those award shows come back. Because if they don't, you know, these have been sort of marquee events, and it's not, they've been important not just because a lot of people watch them, but because a lot of people watch them, networks can charge unusually high rates for ads that air during the shows. If no one watches these things, then they're not worth the tens of millions of dollars that the networks are paying to air them. And so, I think NBC has managed to make a pretty savvy business decision under the guise of caring about sort of diversity and equity and general mismanagement.
3: Yeah, to be honest, because I think the real interesting thing for me as someone who looks at the entertainment world kind of from a critical, a critical lens, I think NBC Universal has probably been complicit during this entire time of understanding and knowing kind of like the inner workings and, and what that really looks of course, like. Of everyone knows that they're a disaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I guess, you know, the HFPA, can, really quick, you have about like 30 seconds left, if you could quickly let us know what are they trying to do to you know fix everything I know there's going to be there's a plan that's laid out if you can kind of talk a little bit about that plan as we wrap up
8: I mean mean, theoretically they're going to add some new members they're going to you know sort of look at their internal culture but you know for an organization that's kind of built on junkets and sort of access to stars that's entirely conditioned on awards. I don't know how you change the HFPA without making it something different entirely.
3: Yeah, it has to have complete reform. Like, there's just no other way in my opinion. But thank you so much for joining us and really keeping us updated on everything going on because this is wild. And I know the HFPA, they are probably so ready to get out of the public eye. But guess what? They did it to themselves.
4: Some of them were enjoying it. I know some of them. Uh, That was Washington Post pop culture columnist Alyssa Rosenberg. Thanks so much. Thank you. By the way, they should just uh, cancel the award shows in terms of televised. Just have them on IG Live or something.
3: Tick-tack. No, I like the award shows. I do like I'm, it. But I'm I spend a person a lot of who money. Likes They need men. to figure
4: out how to make it less money. That's all. Coming up, how pay programs are not only changing retail but could revolutionize healthcare and even your rent. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Companies out there allowing you to do pay programs for everything from, I mean, I've done it for online courses to furniture, clothes, and more. But what about other areas that have become very challenging for Americans to pay for, like rent and healthcare? Imagine that. Imagine using uh, these platforms to kind of pay your way through those things over a few months versus all uh, right away. Well, Dr. Sarah Newcomb joins us right now, behavioral economist for Morning Star and author of Loaded, Money, Psychology and How to Get Ahead Without Leaving Your Values Behind. Love that as a title for a book. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's talk about the services currently out there and how do they work in terms of pay programs? Right well so
9: there's there's nothing entirely new about this. I mean what we've got now are our point of sale um, pay-over-time programs, you know, is where uh, more or less, it's like instantly applying for a credit card. Uh, some of them have really low or zero um, interest rates for a certain period of time. So it would be like going to a store and where they have store credit or financing. It's very similar to that. The only thing that's really new or different at this point is that There is now a new way that you can go into debt at the click of a button, and it's right at the moment where emotions might already be running hot because you're strong with desire to buy something.
3: Yeah, but I do wonder, um, Afterpay, Klarna, all of these kind of, uh, you know, break it up into four payment type of apps, it feels like they really had a surge because of the pandemic. Is that something that we're seeing in this research?
9: You know, I'm not sure if there's research saying that they surged because of the pandemic. There's definitely a timing. It, they've definitely had a moment during the pandemic. And, um, and, you know, people have been stretched financially. So the idea of being able to pay over time, especially if there's a low um, interest rate or zero interest rate, it can be a great benefit for people who need that extra time to gather the money. Um, there's nothing I, I think that some of these payment systems get. Get a little bit of a bad rap because um, because they can have high interest rates. There's there is nothing fundamentally you know sinister or evil about buy now pay later. I think the thing we have to be aware of as consumers is that yet again this is this is another opportunity to go into debt. So um, so where for some it may be. Uh, a bit of a, a breathing space that allows them to be able to gather the funds, it is still an opportunity to go into debt. And if there is an interest rate involved, you are going to pay more than the sticker price for what you're buying.
4: Definitely. It just becomes another credit card in a way, right?
9: <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, that's what it is. And, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just an, and credit card companies have known, for a long time that putting psychological distance between the point of purchase and the time of paying, it lowers the pain of paying. And that's where we should maybe have, uh, it warrants some caution as consumers that, um, you know, where if, when you're thinking about by having something in your hands right away but then not having to pay for it till later there's plenty of research that shows that we then discount that cost we we don't feel the pain of paying as much and we've got to be careful with that because the pain of paying is real it will come due and it will come due even more than it was originally worth if you're paying for it with interest
4: yeah and so what about sectors like Healthcare and and even we mentioned rent. Are these companies going to end up moving into that, or have they?
9: That I mean, there's speculation. I have no way of knowing. I would I would say um, there's every problem that society has, free markets will try to solve. And so, if <laughs> sure. paying rent in installments over time becomes something that customers demand, we may see ways of being able to do that. What I think um, it doesn't solve is the fundamental need for solvency. You know, people need, we need to be able to earn living wages. We need to be able to have enough in our accounts to handle our lives today and the unexpected things that come up. So whether, even if there are ability, you know, uh, new services that allow us to pay over time, again, the bill still comes due. We have to be able to ultimately pay, and you can't borrow against your future forever. So um, I think that the financial market. Marketplace is a fascinating place. It's interestingly regulated. Um, I I would be I would be surprised if um, if these kinds of companies go into areas like rent, healthcare. On the other hand, I think we may see more innovation in pay overtime before we see uh, rent in pay overtime.
4: All right. Well, that was Dr. Sarah Newcomb. Check out her book. It's called Loaded, Money, Psychology, and How to Get Ahead Without Leaving Your Values Behind. Thanks so much for being here. And coming up, we've got more of Let's Go There right after this. Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Six Flags is not joking around. They almost arrested this Colorado mom. A security guard claimed her shorts were too skimpy.
3: What? Is this like a private school
4: or something? I mean, or, you know, even at beaches. Like, we reported about that beach in Hawaii where this woman said that this young lady's attire, her bikini,
3: was too skimpy. But that was just some random woman, like, you know, harassing another woman who was just relaxing on the beach. This is like Six Flags,
4: They want you covered. Sicking a
3: security guard on a mom because, what, of her clothes? Yeah.
4: Bailey Breedlove, who says she has autism, wrote on Facebook that her family's vacation to Frontier Six Flags in Oklahoma City on April 30th was ruined by body shaming. She says she was about to go to jail over a pair of shorts. She said, my daughter was yelled at by a park police officer for rolling down a hill on her Heelys right next to me. I was holding her hands. And then basically this guard proceeded to follow her, grabbed her shoulder, and proceeded to tell her that her shorts were too short. And they have a viral video of the entire encounter, too. She said, I didn't commit a crime. I'm autistic. They started yelling at me. And basically this whole post went viral. Uh, And they were about to to arrest her. Thankfully, they didn't. But she's banned from Six Flags for five years.
3: What? For her Shorts. shorts Shorts. I'm looking I'm look while well, she's sitting down. I'm looking at her shorts and to be honest they look like regular shorts.
4: Yeah. So according to Six Lives website, if you're wondering about their policy, in keeping with their family friendly environment and for safety reasons, they enforce a dress code. I didn't even realize this. I mean I assume you're not gonna run around like naked, but they said proper attire must be worn in the park at all times. Shirts and appropriate footwear. Well, that makes sense. Like, And she is know. wearing
3: a shirt. She's wearing yeah, a Pokemon exactly. shirt. Pikachu. This,
4: clothing or tattoos with offensive languages uh, or graphics are not permitted. And she's not doing that. Um, as you mentioned, she was wearing yeah, a T-shirt with Pokemon. Very cute.
3: Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs>
4: So now, you know, Six Flags is doing a whole investigation around this because we have nothing else better to do. But they said the mother was escorted from the park because of her behavior towards the police team members, park guests.
3: Yeah, of course. Her behavior was probably like shocked. Like, why are y'all bothering her on a beautiful day where she's just trying to have a moment with her own family? And y'all are bothering her about something stupid. Of course, she's going to kind of probably go off a little bit.
4: And also, she's autistic, and so she was very clear that she couldn't handle that it encounter. Was a lot, yeah. And for her boyfriend to come and help her, and then that escalated it and everything. But yeah, I mean, does this make sense? I don't think it does. What would be inappropriate? Like, what would be deserving of a kick out at Six Flags? Would anything be deserving I don't of know. a kick out? Yeah, I mean. Like, maybe behavior is screaming, hurting someone, yeah, fighting. Fight, yeah, fighting.
3: That's a good one.
4: Right? I mean, like, yeah, maybe if you Having are naked. Six
3: publicly or something, you know, something weird. <laughs> I'm, but sure, not this, not I'm sure. I'm sure people,
4: short. some people are interested in doing that Six Flags. That's
3: like someone's fetish. I hope not. It's a kid friendly place.
4: You don't think anyone has had fantasies of doing that at Disney?
3: At, at a kid. Well, I've already deemed Disney people to be weird. So if that's what you want to do. <laughs> Seems a little weird to me. She just smacked her face. I the was mic.
4: laughing. <laughs> I was laughing. Well, uh, let us know what you think about this whole oh commotion. God, that's weird. Uh, you know, does this make you want to cancel Six Flags?
3: Who goes to Six Flags anyway?
4: I don't know. I've never been.
3: Go to Disney. I've Six never Flags been. Seems very. Light. Is it
4: because it's cheaper?
3: I don't know what it's for. I used to actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm actually being a complete hypocrite right now. I, me and my mom would take summer trips to go to Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom, but they closed it down. But it was like, it was actually the best. Oh, look at but this. Also, the truth Six, comes Flags, out. Six Flags is not really inclusive on the ri- with the rides, you know, like they're not meant for like bigger bodies or things like that. At Disney, more so is. They worked on that.
4: Is it because adults, like this is more for adults versus kids?
3: See, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Who knows? Well, Six Flags, you messed up. You did. And we're going to be watching. Not really.
4: Very closely. Just stop
3: messing with people.
4: Leave people alone. At LGT shows where you can find us on social media. Let us know what you think of this or any other topics we cover today. We'd love to hear from you. But coming up, uh, the news of when California is ending their mask mandate. It's here. We've got those details next on What's Trending This Hour.
6: Let's go there with Shira and Ryan.
4: Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It is great to be here. And coming up, we've got tips on how to take those vacation days you've got. You know, a lot of people don't ever take their vacation days. And I don't know why.
3: Yeah. If you just <laughs> want to call me out, then call me You here. are
4: one of them, but I think you are changing. You're enjoying. I feel like you're finally getting a place to give yourself the care and love you need.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, not really. I still haven't taken a vacation.
4: Not a whole vacation, but you know, you take some time when you need it. One
3: day here. When two I have things to do. Here, two days here. And once again, that's not a vacation. When I take my days off, I'm still working inherently. This ain't my only job. I hear you. You're not the only one. <laughs> Want to play that game? No. That's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, I am not actually yes. taking a vacation.
4: I, I hear you, and hopefully you get one. Uh, this is here to help you too, right? Uh, and speaking of help, uh, how to find a legit psychedelic therapist? We've got a platform created just for that. The she founder sure is being us a drug pusher in again. Thirty minutes. That's so
0: true.
4: <laughs> uh, now let's get into some what's trending this hour. We've heard about vaccine incentives like hundred dollar savings bonds. You know, a beer, a shot of alcohol. Well, now Ohio Governor, uh, this governor has announced their big offer to get folks vaxed. Here is Governor Mike DeWine.
7: On May 26th, we will announce a winner of a separate drawing for adults. Adults who have received at least their first dose. This announcement will occur each Wednesday for five weeks. And the winner each Wednesday will receive $1 million.
4: What? Where was that for us when we had to go get back Yeah,
3: is this a is is this a a lottery? Like, is do I need to lottery? go get a uh... I don't know. It feels very get, Hunger Games version of this, but I mean, this is uh, this is great. I guess any initiative to to make it happen. I guess. I,
4: I mean, how bad is it getting? You have to yeah, have a million dollars. It's just so weird. We're That's going weird. to bring you on a date. It's a little the, strange. Um, you'll be able to have one night away from your significant other, have sex with Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: yeah, I don't away. I mean, this. Yeah, I think we're all kind of um, desperate at this point to get the world back to whatever normal it
4: is. You'll win a chance at your own talk show. Have you always wanted like, a
3: talk show? come on. I'll get it again. I'll get the vaccine again.
4: Now, uh, the Catholic Church has lost touch with the living reality of LGBT plus people, and this was said by one of more than 100 German priests who are defying the Vatican this week by blessing same-sex couples. Yes. If you remember the Vatican's doctrin- doctrinal office said in march that priests cannot bless same-sex unions in you a marriage despite ministers doing so in count, uh, countries such as germany so good on these uh, german priests for defying the fan vatican and doing the right thing now governor gavin newsom said california will effectively end its mask mandate next month when- Reopen after more than a year of COVID 19 restrictions. He basically responded to this local LA reporter uh, who uh, then posted this on Twitter asking, Are we looking at masks after June 15th? He said, No, only in those settings that are indoor, only in those massively large settings are people around the world, not just around the country, are convening and when people are mixing in real dense spaces. Otherwise, we'll make guidance recommendations, but no mandates and no restrictions on businesses large and small. So there you go. That's happening uh, after June 15th in California. Are you going to be okay with that, Ryan? Uh, Because... I was in in Utah recently in Zion, and they don't have a mask mandate anymore. And it was just strange because some places, it was random, like needed a mask. The business said, I want a mask. It's up to the business. And some didn't. And then I was in a restaurant with lots of people, like fully packed. And it gave me anxiety.
3: I mean, drag Utah, drag Zion, wherever that is. Zion is beautiful. The (laughs) nature is beautiful.
4: The decisions that individual people make, the
3: humans that live there, Questionable. I, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna still be wearing my mask is really all I know to be honest. I'll I'll still be wearing my mask because it's just gonna be weird. Um but yeah.
4: It's totally. more about weird because there's this article like we're traumatized. It's not like it's because we feel like we need to wear it anymore. <laughs> I think we're all traumatized.
3: I don't know, I still feel like I need to wear it, even though I'm fully vaccinated. I feel like I don't know. I just need to be safe as I tend possible. to agree. Well,
4: that was what's trending this hour, what's happening in entertainment news run.
3: All right, Chrissy Teigen is sorry for being a bully. It's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Wow, what a way to start that off. (laughs) So in a lengthy Twitter thread, um, she is apologizing for cyberbullying someone named Courtney Stodden. Um, In the past, after the reality star accused uh, Teigen of once telling them to kill themselves, um so here's what Chrissy said online she said not a lot of people are lucky enough to be held accountable for all of their past BS in front of the entire world I'm mortified at who I used to be I was insecure attention-seeking troll I am ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior but that is nothing compared to how I made Courtney feel now, I heard you ask who Courtney Stodden was. I heard it through the uh, the radio. Um, basically, Courtney is someone who identifies as non-binary and uses they/them pronouns. First came to fame at age sixteen in two thousand eleven um, when they married a then fifty-one-year-old Doug Hutchinson, um, and I guess uh, they had a uh, reality show after that. Uh, Courtney basically did an interview in the Daily Beast where she basically just rang the alarm on Chrissy Teigen saying she wouldn't just publicly tweet about me, about wanting me to take a dirt nap, but would privately DM me and tell me to kill myself. Things like, I can't wait for you to die. Oh, Chrissy Teigen was... I mean, I guess wild in these Twitter streets at one point. I mean, she's always kind of been a little bit problematic. Um, But yeah, Chrissy is coming to hand about a lot of the things that she said in her past. And this Courtney person is just talked about in the Daily Beast and letting everybody know what's going on. I still don't know who Courtney Sodden is. Sounds familiar, but I don't know. I didn't. And I kind of don't want to know, but I am happy that Chrissy Teigen is being brought to task for um, her her bullying ways because you just can't be, you know, a hilarious troll on the Internet and not think you have consequences. So that's your T-Report. I got more next hour. And guess what? It is most definitely TV related. So get ready for that.
4: Well, what to know about taking your vacation days. We've got you covered. That's next. (laughs) Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. You know, lots of us are wanting to take post-vaccination vacations. We've been stuck inside, not going anywhere. Uh, So you might be wondering about the protocol for taking time off from your job. Well, here to help is top resume career expert, Amanda Augustine. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, So... I feel like it's funny because we're like, we're doing this and then our boss is listening to us. We're like, how far in advance should we be taking time off and all that? Um So yeah, I guess the question is, like I, I mentioned, I laughed through it, but how far in advance should people be asking for time off?
7: I think the most important thing is to check and see if your company actually has an official policy, Mm -hmm. uh, because that will dictate a lot, right? Just find out if they have an employee handbook or if there's someone in HR or if you're new to the company, talk to somebody else who's been in the department for a while and say, you know, just what is the protocol and, and how far in advance do I typically need to ask if there isn't anything in place? I would honestly ask your manager and see, you know, what they're comfortable with. But the rule of thumb is as soon as possible. As soon as you know you want to take some time off, whether it's just for some mental health days, you just want a long vacation, or you're finally getting out of your house or apartment for the first time, um, you want to give your boss as much notice as possible.
3: Yeah, but how do we get rid of the stigma that is, you know that is kind of attached to taking off right I think there is a lot right. of people feel uncomfortable a lot of people feel bad all of these emotions negative emotions that are attached to this idea of using your vacation time it's right especially even for as simple as a mental health day that seems like oh are you supposed to do that and like there's stigma for that and so how do we kind of strip that away from you know taking a vacation day
7: I think you have to remind yourself that you earned that PTO. You earned that vacation day. It's actually part of your plan. It's what they're offering to you. And the more you and other coworkers don't take that time, it sends the wrong message, right? It's the same thing as when we were all in offices and you never took a lunch break. Um, You know, it's it's a culture that g- kind of gets built up over time. Um, if you are battling those thoughts of, oh, are they gonna think I'm unproductive or I don't care or whatever it is, A, remind yourself that they gave it to you and frankly, you earned it. And in a lot of companies, you don't get all of your vacation time and it accrues over time, meaning that you are earning it based on your working hours. So keep that in mind, it's part of your package. But two, if you are kind of battling those thoughts, the one thing I'd say is, well, be really conscientious about when you want to take that time off. Don't take it during the busy season. Don't take it at the end of a quarter if that's super busy for your company or if there's a big event or a big you know, meeting coming up. Um, Take it when you know there's something that's not necessarily going on. And also plan it far in advance. Um, I know a lot of people who have that kind of use it or lose it when it comes to their vacation time and, and that, and that can only, you know, carry over maybe five days into the next year. You don't want to lose that time. And if you don't have something really planned and structured where I'm going away, I have a wedding, whatever it is, then I'd say pick some random long weekends to take just for that mental break, and plan them far in advance so you have those nice little vacations. And if you want, you can always change it last That's minute, true. but you yeah. have them there. A- and your boss has already approved it. It's far in advance. It's not during a busy season. If you're one of those people that really struggles with taking the time off, A, remember you earned it. B, plan it far enough in advance so you're not feeling like it's, it's a burden to anyone because yeah. it's been planned so far in advance.
4: What about... When you get a new job, how soon after starting it should you be taking time off? What's the etiquette around that or best practice? Yeah, that's
7: tricky, right? And especially if you're starting a job now, there's a good chance you're starting a job without ever meeting anyone face-to-face. So I think that adds in this extra layer of complexity or just kind of like awkwardness because, you know it's harder to get a really good read on people when you're not sitting in a room with them. I mean, we do it, we obviously have to do it, but it gets a little bit more challenging. So the one thing I would recommend is a always, again, I'm going to say, go back and see what the policy is. A lot of companies will say, well, you know, the first six months, you're not supposed to take vacation or the first three months, something like that. Um, If you have a vacation planned before you accept the job, after you've accepted the job offer, after they've, they've signed the ink, just say, I had this vacation planned. Is that a problem? You know? And otherwise I'd say at least wait a few, a few months unless there's something really important. And I will say that a lot of companies right now are um, offering time off, say if you're getting a vaccination or something like that, like if it's medical, if it's anything like that, that's different than just taking pure vacation time. And if it is something where you have to take it very early on, just provide some context. If, again, it's, oh, there's this big family reunion, oh, there's a wedding, whatever it is, um, provide your manager with a bit of context and try and have that conversation face-to-face or screen-to-screen uh, so that you can get a better read on their body language and get a better sense as to what's their stance on, on taking time off. Because I think every manager really kind of varies.
4: Yeah, that's true, and and so much can be lost in translation over email or a text oh, these yeah. days or a Slack message, whatever form of communication you use. Well, uh, yeah. uh, thank you, Amanda Augustine, top resume career expert. We appreciate you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Now, coming up, want to legally explore psychedelics in your therapy? The founder of a new platform that connects you with medically-reviewed practitioner joins us next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. As psychedelics continue to be legalized federally for medical use across the country, more companies are popping up to help people figure out how to best navigate what is right for them. Jamie Seku joins us right now, CEO and founder of Psychable, which is an online community connecting uh, those who would like to legally explore psychedelics with medically and peer-reviewed practitioners. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Shera. Good to be here. Yes. So I kind of gave a little bit of a description of what Psychable is, but how does it work?
0: Yeah. So right now, anyone can go to psychable.com. That's spelled at P-S-Y-C-H-A-B-L-E.com. And research therapists, guides, sitters, and so on near them. And they can also research retreats and events and really take advantage of all of our educational videos and articles. So as an individual, you can come online, create a user account, anonymize yourself and ask questions, share stories in our community forum. And you can also leave reviews for practitioners you've worked with. And as a practitioner or retreat owner or event organizer in the space, you can also come on and create a profile for yourself and create a listing for your practice, retreat or event. And this enables you not only to bring more clients, but to communicate with other practitioners and potential clients on the platform and also participate in our community forum.
3: When did you figure out that this was like a need in, in this industry? Uh,
0: when I myself got really sick around five years ago, I was head of marketing for a management consulting firm in LA. And after two years of just working in a very (laughs) male dominant environment and just under extremely stressful, you know, environments, I, I ended up getting really sick and plummeted into the depths of depression to where I lost all sense of purpose to life. I Quite frankly, didn't even see the reason to continue living. And oh, wow. in a span of one week, I had two people in my life share with me about how ayahuasca specifically transformed their lives. And I pay attention to signs and my intuition. And so, two days later, I was on a flight to Costa Rica where I sat with ayahuasca for four nights, and it saved my life. And it gave me a sense of purpose, which is to be in service uh, specifically to the space. And so really looking at and examining my own lived experience and all the biggest pain points in the space, I just it just set me on a path to just solve some really big problems. And um, and there's this really startling statistic that it, that's according to the National Alliance on Mental Health, nearly one in five Americans have a mental health condition, and that that number alone is staggering. And it's it's only going to increase in the midst of COVID the COVID pandemic. So. So there is, a, there is a true need in, in the space, and it's it's been more than 50 years that we've seen any major innovation occurring in the mental health space, and we are in the midst of a national crisis. And the need for affordable, accessible, effective mental health care and treatment is greater than ever.
4: Yeah, and so for those, and you say the challenges of doing something like this, uh, for those who might not get it or uh, not understand, the, there is legal ways to do this. And there are therapists that are doing this legally. We're not talking about, by the way, illegal things here. But why psychedelics? Why are people leaning towards that to help with depression and anxiety, PTSD?
0: Yeah, it, you know, So right now in the United States, ketamine is legal and it is FDA approved. And there are psychedelics such as MDMA and psilocybin and ma- also known as magic mushrooms that are legally uh, used in FDA-approved clinical research and, and, and settings. And also there are some individuals using certain psychedelics such as ayahuasca as a religious sacrament under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. So, you know, I think, I think people are, are, are tuning in more to these alternative therapies because they actually work. I have been in therapy even as a kid and, and, and throughout my lifetime, and I have not personally experienced um, the, just, just how effective something like uh, psych- psychedelic has been for me um, in turning around um, my, my struggles with depression, um, you know, in, in, in just even that one sitting of ayahuasca and working with a therapist. I, I have not been depressed since the first time I sat with it around five years ago.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, I think the thing that's coming up, because, you know, hearing about, I'm from the South, and to be quite honest, like, I never really knew anything about psychedelics until moving out to Los Angeles, and it just feels like there's a culture around it that, like, it especially hearing your experience with it, that is something where if you go into the middle of America or the South, they're like, Girl, you're doing drugs. And so yeah. you know, how do you think you know this is going to um really kind of come forth and do you th- do you see people of everywhere kind of jumping in on this? Is this going to be someone something that in the future we we will really see more of, like these therapy techniques and 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 the benefits of psychedelics?
0: Yeah, I think the first thing I want to share with you is up until five years ago, I have never done any drugs. I have never been drunk in my life even to this day, so I have kept it really, really clean. So I think many people think that psychedelics are drugs and not medicines. And mm. the thing is, psychedelics are medicines. And I recognize that the word, quote-unquote, psychedelics conjure up images of the hippie culture of the 1960s for a lot of people. It's a recreational drug taken during the time of, you know, free love. And and while that indeed happened, Western medical experts across our nation and across the world are realizing the power that these substances such as LSD, MDMA, psilocybin, or magic mushrooms have a treating ailments. They have that power to treat these ailments such as PTSD, depression, and addiction. And they are they're they're conducting studies to prove their medical value. And so you know, our Western society is finally catching up to what these indigenous healers across the world have known for generations, that these psychedelic med- medicines have a profound positive health impact and should be legalized so that so that more people can receive healing that actually works.
4: Yeah, and, and once again, I want to remind people, just because you're hearing this, it's not like you go to the random person to, you know, to get any of this stuff. This is why a platform like this is important where you can get connected to people doing this legally peer-reviewed medical professionals. Let's just be clear about that. Uh, Thank you so much, Jamie Sekou, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, Jamie is the CEO and founder of Psychable. For more, go to psychable.com. Now coming up on the show, why Nazi Barbie is trending on Twitter and why that person is whining about herself being called that. I wonder why. Bye. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q.
3: All right, so let's talk about this Nazi ba- uh, Barbie. Yes,
4: I know it caught your I attention. I Nazi
3: Bambi, you... but Bambi didn't do nothing to Barbie.
4: Well, <laughs> listen, uh, right away when this started trending on Twitter, without people even knowing the story, right away folks assumed this was around a certain person. I guess we, you can't guess because you know who it is.
3: Yeah, I'm your um, co-host.
4: And pretty or Vanessa can't because she knows Cause it. She... <laughs> well, what do you think, listening? What do you think? I'll give you one, okay, two seconds. It's about Fox News host Tommy Lauren. She's getting made fun of on Twitter after she said that she was the victim. Victim! Of two anti-conservative attacks, including one where a woman allegedly threw eggs at her and another where a man with a cigarette in hand called her. And this is where this phrase and name came about, Nazi Barbie. So, after saying this and sharing this on a radio show this week, uh, as you can imagine, it became a new hashtag, Nazi Barbie. I'm sure we're going to see merch and all this stuff. But it brings up many things. One, are we... Do we like this name for her? Are we surprised about this name? Not too surprised. I mean, she has not necessarily supported um, different groups of people. And she has basically supported at different points uh, through her words and her reporting and what she represents, the KKK. (laughs) So let's be clear. The thing I'm not into in this instance, and this is where I would love your take, Ryan. I don't feel like just because you're against uh, Tommy... Because I'm not into her, but I don't think it's right to throw things at her or do anything physical in this case. It's like two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, you can say things verbally back, I guess. Like, hey, you're a bad person or like, I don't like what you're saying. You hurt me. Like, I'm not anti that. But when you go as far as, uh, you know, throwing eggs on her. I mean, the, the other guy said she was a Nazi Barbie. I guess, is that that bad? But throwing things, I'm, j- I'm just not into that. I don't think that's right. What do you think?
3: Um, for me, I, I, I hope the eggs were scrambled so it was a lot messier. Um, I think Actually, she deserves
4: it. it wouldn't be as messy. I if think it she was deserves scrambled.
3: it. If you spend most of your life and your career being a complete a-hole, and just destroying the and, and and not even trying to advocate for people's humanity and their rights and actually doing everything you can to be a problem and um, be anti something as she has done. She's kind of built this for herself. She's made this bed and now she has to lay in it and these are her consequences, unfortunately, you know. And so for me, I, I have no sympathy Or empathy for her. (laughs) Like I I genuinely really don't and I'm I'm just being as honest as I can. Like I don't want I I don't want her to have any like um, you know, you know, I don't want her to like I don't know, like the insurrection where they were planning on hurting, you know, and possibly doing very crazy things to the members of, you know, in the political world. Um, you know, I don't want anything like that to happen to her. But, you know, a couple eggs that she can wash off, girl. I'm sorry, you deserve it. You're the worst.
4: She added, they're doing what Maxine Waters said, and they're getting more confrontational, a.k.a. the left, because they believe they have this free pass, and I'm concerned it's only going to get worse for all of us. Are we in the twilight uh, let's zone? Let's talk about free
3: pass <laughs> yeah, then when no on. one from the insurrection has been charged. Let's talk about a free pass then. That's literally all the Republicans have ever been like done. Like, girl, it's like she wants to be a victim and she wants to be able to say whatever she wants, which I mean, the freedom, it's freedom of speech. She should be able to say whatever she wants. But my thing is, sometimes that comes with consequences, and that's just what it is.
4: Well, Nazi Barbie, let us know what you think of this uh, new nickname at LGT Shows, where you can find us on social media. But coming up, we've got What's Trending This Hour. And actually, we've got some news on the gas shortage, some breaking news that's next.
6: Let's go there with Shira
4: and Ryan. Channel Q. Coming up on the show, the psychology behind buy now, pay later programs. How they get you to buy things and then you end up in debt. Hopefully not. But that's in uh, 15 minutes. Plus more on the Colton Underwood coming out scandal in the Tea report with Ryan in a moment. Yeah, we weren't done with him yet. Oh, no. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Colonial Pipeline, uh, they've released a statement saying the company has started to resume operations, but it could take several days until fuel deliveries return to normal. Federal and local officials are discouraging those in those affected areas from hoarding gas and said that fuel demands will be met. The pipeline, which stretches from Texas to New Jersey, supplies 45% of the East Coast's gasoline. Uh, they shut down operations on Friday following a cyber attack. And we'll be talking more about that in this hour. Instagram is stepping up its inclusivity by adding a function that allows you to add up to 4 pronouns to your profile. These pronouns can be displayed publicly or on uh, or just for your followers actually. In total there are 41 options according to Mashable and more will be added. Instagram worked together with Glad, the Trevor Project and the P flag in coming up with a list of pronouns. Great. Stuff we love that, including after Glad, by the way, re- uh, released their social media index, which showed a lot safety of these index, safety index, yeah. which showed a lot of these companies uh, were failing at doing anything for the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Now Tesla CEO Elon Musk announced that Tesla. Hey, thank
3: God. I do not like him. His SNL because I wasn't here on Monday, so let me like have a oh, moment. Oh, okay. Um, yes. His SNL stuff was disgusting. I didn't watch anything, but I saw clips. Disgusting. And then also him trying to take credit of being the first as like you know person like with Asperger's to to host SNL when like there's actually was a cast member and a person who hosted. Yeah, it's it just weird. like, sorry. This did not do probably what you wanted it to do. It didn't make you more likable. Didn't? Well, like
4: it should have been like, I'm honored to join a list of others, right? All you have to do is tweak that.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, yeah, he's just not likable in my opinion.
4: Well, still people are buying Tesla. I know. I you still want, want one. To Tesla.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I'm a complicated human. <laughs> I, yep.
4: Uh, well, they've suspended accepting Bitcoin as payment for their cars and... According to Musk, until Bitcoin, mining and transactions can be powered through more sustainable energy. You might not realize this, but according to the website Digiconomist, a single Bitcoin transaction uses the same amount of power that the average American household consumes in a month and is responsible for roughly a million times more carbon emissions than a single visa transaction. So it's not just uh, cars and meat and fossil fuels that are going to ruin the world and climate change. It's actually cryptocurrency right now. Something to take note of. We definitely need a more sustainable way to do this because more people are using these uh, technologies. But that was What's Turning This Hour, What's Happening in Entertainment News, Ryan.
3: All right, let's talk uh, about Colton Underwood. Uh, he revealed uh, in a new Variety Magazine interview uh, where he is on the cover. Of course, he's responding to all the backlash that he, uh, when he came out live on Good Morning America with uh, Robin. What's Robin Roberts? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, on Good Morning America. Yeah, he revealed that he was blackmailed, um, and that's the reason why he really came out. Um, but guess what? You know, he's also known. As the virgin bachelor, but was he really a virgin? Is the question. Well, um, in a new interview, like I said, with Variety, he explained that he had a few sexual experiences with men before joining ABC's reality show franchise. He said, I'll say this. I was the virgin bachelor, but I did experiment with men prior to being on The Bachelorette. He said, uh, when, I, uh, when I say hookups, not sex. I want to make that very clear that I did not have sex with a man prior to that. Um, but he did talk about how you know he met guys he was under an alias on grinder all that stuff you know you know the normal kind of the, the new gay, the new gay men kind of stuff, you know. Um, he was wondering. He said uh, the former NFL player always wondered if a man uh, he hooked up with would share his story with the tabloids. He said, "I remember feeling so guilty. Like, what the hell am I doing? It was my first time letting myself even go there so much, uh, so that I was like, I need the bachelorette in my life so I could be straight." Wow. He he thought that was the show. I mean, he really went. He from thought zero that to would 100.
4: make him straight, like conversion therapy.
3: I mean, it does give that type of energy. The Bachelor. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's why we need to be banning The Bachelor. But, yeah, I mean, it, it unfortunately makes sense when he talks about his backgrounds. Like, as much as we feel like we're in modern times, people feel open. Like, there are many communities in this country where people still feel like they can't come out, obviously. And oh, he yeah. comes from this conservative, uh, what, town in Ohio? Is it Ohio.
3: Um, I guess.
4: Somewhere conservative Midwest.
3: Yeah, he's from the Midwest for yes.
4: sure. Yes, uh, so Central it's, Illinois. Yes, so it's so not it, Ohio. It's unfortunate <laughs> uh, that he had to go to those lengths to try to figure himself out.
3: He's reflecting, and we're going to be able to see that reflecting on his Netflix series, uh, not yet been titled yet um but he is going to be uh showcasing uh, you know his new life and his new journey and what he's learning and he also wants to put a spotlight on marginalized communities so people will get off his back about being an attractive you know cis white gay who gets to show off his muscles I on an, his reality show
4: I have an idea he should get it's like the queer eye but like having other gays help him right That is what that's yeah. what Gus well, well, doing you know he Michael needs Smith's someone like now. you Ryan you could be his friends
3: I, I don't want to be his friend. And help him. Actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I do want to be his friend. That's Ron he's, he's right. Like, he obviously he's... hates,
4: but you would totally be on that show.
3: <laughs> yeah, the check's clear. <laughs> I mean, PR, no. if the check's clear. Let's do it. You know, I'm too honest for my damn, old, like, my own self. But, no, I don't know if I want to be. I would want to meet him and have a conversation. Would I want to be friends? That would be depending on the first conversation that we had. That's your T-Report. Let's keep the conversation going. At LGT Show everywhere, let me know your thoughts on any of the stories I've covered. q.com is where you can also find them. And I'm done spilling, honey.
6: Let's go there. With Shira and Ryan. Channel Q.
3: We're wrapping up the show as we always do
4: with our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. A recent college grad became the world's first elected non-binary mayor. Yes. Congrats to Owen J. Hercum, who's 23 and was elected mayor of Bangor, Wales, a city of over 16,000. How about that? Uh, They said this on Twitter, when I came out two years ago, I was so worried I'd be ostracized by my community or worse. Today, my community elected me mayor of our great city, the youngest ever mayor in Wales, the first ever openly non-binary mayor of any city anywhere that deserves a Yaz queen.
3: Yes queen.
4: And uh, Uno just got a little more colorful for pride. Oh God. (laughs) It's the classic card game. They've teamed up with Mattel and the It Gets Better project to create a special Uno Play With Pride edition in honor of Pride Month. It's a limited edition rainbow colored card game. It will retail for $5.99, can be purchased exclusively at Target.com and Target stores. And Mattel is donating $50,000 to the It Gets Better project, uh, which aims to uplift, empower, and connect LGBTQ plus youth and show them life does get better. So very cute, very cool. Yes, Queen. And that does it for our show today
3: as ah, well. Yes, Queen, and that that is literally <laughs> what every major business does during prize season. They change their stuff and then they're still making us pay for five ninety nine Uno deck cards. How about you donate it to the nearest gay near you? Just give it to me. Give them an Uno Where, card. Why you didn't send me no Uno card? You wanna oh, yes, you think queen, your life would them. change with a
4: card set? Are they cute at least? I think. I mean, anything well, of course you do. Add in some unicorns and college day.
3: Wow. Not, I mean, that. if that's it, that's all it takes.
4: <laughs> no, um happy they're donating to a great cause. Yeah, and I do like it to get better. That does it for our show today. We appreciate you mm-hmm. for hanging out with us. And I appreciate you, Ryan, for hanging out with me I, I get paid, seven. too,
3: so. Yeah. <laughs>
4: on tomorrow's show how to feel sexy again according to a therapist you know as we're getting more out there with the pandemic ending you might be questioning yourself a bit maybe a bit insecure being around people but let's get into how to feel sexy again because you deserve it we all deserve it plus uh we've got someone from the tiktok la pride house here i didn't realize they had one but it's there it exists we talked about it on the show yes kent joins us tomorrow on the show again we're live here on channel q2 to 6 p.m pacific that is 5 to 9 p.m eastern weekdays on channel q and if you miss any of our shows we post everything as a podcast so join our podcast family just go to the odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search let's go there we are sending you love and
3: light and honey, remember to sleep.
4: Stick around for Love Line with Dr. Chris where he's covering bipolar myths and social media use. That's next.
3: It's intense. Bye, y'all.